0: Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for Conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. Hello to those who are here in the sanctuary. Hello to those who are here on uh, the Zoom, and good morning to those who are watching on Facebook Live, either on my page or Temple Beth Am's profile, and hello to anyone who might be joining this asynchronously through the Temple Beth Am podcast but it's great to spend some time with you here uh, using this language we use often, just claiming these moments for nothing more and nothing less than being with ourself, being okay with being with ourself and being with ourself as a way of being okay. Um, As you know, most of my meditations done in the Jewish context are in some way related to uh, an image or a theme that is hovering in the Jewish mind, whether it's a calendrical theme or a Parsha theme. For many weeks, the meditations I've been doing here on Fridays have been connected to the Omer. The Omer is over. And with the Omer over and Shavuot over, it's an interesting thing to realize that we're heading into a stretch on the Jewish calendar where the next real significant signpost is, believe it or not, Rosh Hashanah. We have two fast days and a period of mourning in between that were, uh, you know, imposed upon the Jewish people because of historical calamity. Certainly not intended in the Torah. Right? We don't even have any of the minor, uh, festivals like Purim and Hanukkah. If you were living in a, in a biblical world, once the holiday of Shavuot was over, the next moment that you had a, uh, an apex moment in your relationship with the Holy One where people are going to be coming together aside from just the rhythm the rhythms of Shabbat was Rosh Hashanah. It's sort of a parallel to the fact that we are in Sefer Bamidbar, we're in the Book of Bamidbar in the wilderness, because we're in a bit of a calendrical wilderness. What does that mean? It means that we have to work a little bit harder than we do during the era of the holidays to find spiritual peaks, which is not to say that our experience of the holidays is always one of spiritual peaks. Sometimes it's burdens. Sometimes it's it's relentless. But there's something about the liturgy and the observance that lets us know we're in a different realm than just a regular Tuesday. How does a Jew, whether a Jew is a one who prays regularly and comes to shul regularly, or one who does not, how does one look at the next few months and find within it moments to connect deeply to our religious soul and our spiritual reality. So this meditation is going to be a meditation on meditation, uh, a meditation on how uh, nearby a spiritual peak can be if we allow ourselves into it. And I'm guided here by, some of the, the writing and thinking of Sam Harris, who is an avowed um, atheist, but a very committed meditator and neuroscientist, who describes meditation in many ways, including one of the simplest and quickest ways to intentionally curate and craft and live into a moment of spiritual presence. For him, he doesn't need God. We are a community of faith, whatever. We may all believe different things, but we we surround our religious identities with faith. For Sam Harris, the notion of meditation is to intentionally put yourself into a place where a spiritual ascent and even joy are possible and palpable and present. That's in some ways what the holidays are supposed to be. Meditation in some way can be that as well. So that was longer of an introduction than I wanted. So now we're actually going to do this in a meditative place. And so I invite you to close your eyes.
1: Close your eyes and already feel the gift of this moment. Close your eyes and realize that not much has changed in the last 10 seconds in life but everything has changed for you. You're in the same seat or chair and room you were in. You're wearing the same clothing. Our cells are always changing and mutating, but we are essentially the same person we were 30 seconds ago.
0: What you have coming up today is still the same as it would have been had you thought about it a minute ago.
1: But do you also sense that you are in an entirely different place? A place very near and very far. A place very near because all it took were some thin eyelids and some attentionality at a
0: place very far because it just feels nothing like what anything else has felt like today in the hustle bustle of a morning,
1: even in the processing of the words I was saying up until I asked you to close your eyes. You're in a place where you are along with me and the others sharing this experience, crafting a fulfilling and deep and resonant wellness and joy. I'll say it again. We are crafting very intentionally a deep, Sincere, fulfilling wellness and joy, requiring very few props, activating what is already potential within us, bringing your mind to the forefront of consciousness rather than just pulling the levers behind your words and your decisions throughout the day. And doing it all with luxurious and wonderful breaths, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. Breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. Sometimes it's interesting to look at life and reality and what is coming up through a lens of topography. You're staring into a future, and there's different terrain. There are flatlands where one experience is not so distinguished from the previous one. There are dips and valleys that you know will be hard to traverse. You'll have to pull yourself out of. There are peaks and mountains from whose perch everything will look clean and beautiful, will feel like a
0: great thrill or a great achievement. And when you look at it in advance, how many of each that you may see may impact. Your well-being and your mood.
1: Are you looking into a day, a week, a month, a season of wonderful verdant hills? Or steep and dangerous and rocky valleys? Or maybe none of either. Just one day into the next. The midbar that you stare into today, looking forward a week or a month, what do you see? And what are the categories that you see? When you see your peaks, why are they peaks? Are they moments with family you're looking forward to, vacations and journeys? Outings, concerts, special meals. And what represents the valleys? A particular challenge professionally? An interaction with someone that you are not looking forward to? A loneliness? A medical situation? What does it do to your view of your upcoming landscape to add to the mountain peaks small little hillocks that you literally see popping up in front of you, representing each time in the near future that you will choose to use breath and the mind in order to be calm and well no matter what else your view looks like these
0: new hills that you see they do not undo the valleys they may not change their frequency or their depth
1: but they may add to your sense of height, to the moments you can look forward to that you can create and craft where you are above, you are high rather than low, you are full rather than empty, and you are well. If you live by the Jewish calendar and the next Everest in front of you is not until Rosh Hashanah, a season which also comes with some valleys. Just think of the power you have to add in rolling hills, a power no one can take from you as long as you are breathing. It is as if you see this topography enriched by the gifts that you are capable of giving yourself, that we are giving ourselves right this moment with posture, with quiet, with breath. With Kavana, with will, with focus, with ease, and with a sense that this experience of life is accessible to us whenever we choose to find it. And as I go into the
0: quiet mode of the meditation, just find yourself walking through that landscape, sort of walking through your own upcoming future, seeing yourself climb these new hilltops,
1: And trying to imagine, anticipate what it will feel like. Perhaps then converting into a conviction to make them appear. And when you're ready, you can
0: open your eyes and come back to this world, which we both didn't really leave, but we did. And I'll share my
1: screen. And we'll say the closing prayer together. I apologize this went a little bit longer than usual.
0: free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. And I say to you all Shalom and Shabbat Shalom and Namaste, and I hope to see you soon. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Betham, Los Angeles, go to
1: tbala.org.